Coast to coast, nonstop action. This is the premier source for National Hockey League news. Scores, highlights, and the Anaheim Ducks. It's time to light the lamp with Alexis Downing. Welcome to Light the Lamp here on DuckStream. I am your host, Alexis Downey. I hope you had a great Christmas weekend, a couple days off for the Anaheim Ducks as well over the weekend. It was so nice to reset and get ready for the upcoming weeks, especially with the new year on the horizon. Not only that, but a lot more home games in the coming weeks for the Ducks. I had a great time with family and getting out, going biking and just enjoying some football and some really good food as well, too. Now, the team had a full practice on Tuesday at Great Park Ice Arena. And afterwards, I had the chance to catch up with Mason McTavish about how important the rest was for the guys and more on his play recently. Yeah, for sure. I think anytime you can get some time time away from the rink for, you know, multiple days in a row is, is you know, a good reset, as you said. Um, you know, we, we have had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of travel, but, um, you know, hasn't, I, didn't, I don't think it's, it's, you know, been too bad, but obviously it's my, my first year, so I don't really know what the normal is. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the, the more experienced guys kind of, you know, maybe feel more fatigued just from, you know, maybe more travel in the you know first kind of half or first bit of Christmas before Christmas so um but yeah no it'll be as I said it was nice to kind of reset a bit and uh, you know we'll be uh, ready to go tomorrow. How have you been feeling about where you're at so far through this season kind of getting more comfortable and just kind of as you head now into almost the second half of the season we're getting closer to that? Yeah no I feel feel good getting feel like I'm kind of getting better each game which is which is positive. I feel like, uh, you know, even my role is kind of increasing every every kind of week or so. So, you know, that's something, you know, it's kind of that, you know, I take a lot of pride in is just kind of, you know, developing and, and you know, trying to compete and win, win as many games as we can. And uh, just, you know, whether it's doing video, trying to get the, you know, coaches, coaches to trust you or, um, you know, just kind of doing everything I can to, you know, get, uh, you know, as, as big a role as possible, I guess, for, for me. And it's Wednesday, so the Ducks are back out on the ice hosting the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. The team continues this long 10-game homestand with game number three tonight. Now, last Friday was game number two, and the Ducks fell in overtime to the Calgary Flames 3-2. It was a good early first period for the team, but the second period, another detrimental second period, and the Ducks found themselves fighting to stay in it in the third and they did end up forcing overtime, but they were not able to find the back of the net first. Was good to see the team get a point, but they overall did not get the win, unfortunately. Now looking at Vegas for tonight being Wednesday, they've had a very strong season so far. And the Ducks know that as this is their second meeting this season already. The first coming early in the season back on October 28th. Now Vegas shut out the Ducks at T-Mobile Arena four to nothing in that game. So hopefully a different outcome tonight. John Gibson will be back in the net playing his first game after being out the last couple and the team is getting a Vegas on the end of a back-to-back -back as they played against the L.A. Kings, falling in L.A. on Tuesday night. So maybe a little bit of fatigue in Vegas's lineup for this one. Also to note, 
They have had a lot of injuries this season. They did last season as well, too. But they're looking a little depleted right now. So this could be a good chance for the Ducks to capitalize on this opportunity. And following the NHL's mandatory three-day off period, we're getting back into the swing of things by going coast to coast to hear some of the best and biggest goal calls from around the National Hockey League, beginning with the biggest of them all, the Washington Capitals and Winnipeg Jets game on Friday, the 23rd before Christmas. We didn't have to wait very long to see Alex Ovechkin officially Break Gordie Howe's record on the NHL's all-time goals list. A huge Friday night for the Caps in their 4-1 win. And Ovi was a part of that. Scoring the record-tying goal at 18-22 into the first period. John Walton has the call of that one. Nothing, nothing game here. Ovechkin in along the right side. And a shot, he scores! And there it is! The goal that ties Gordie Howe! Washington leads the game one to nothing. He has done it. Alex Ovechkin with one to tie. Now he needs one to move on. Well, we knew it was a matter of time, and he finally gets comes down the wing and lets that patented snapshot go. Uses the D as a screen and beats the goaltender. And everybody, this place erupted when that puck went in. The goal counter in the southwest end of the building has flipped over. The first goal for him since last Tuesday in Chicago. Alex Ovechkin needs one more to move into second all-time by himself. It is what they came to see, and against the Winnipeg Jets, it has happened. 8-0-1, and it's 1-0 Washington with a minute 28 to go here in the first period. No, they're still cheering. They don't even care what the game's going on. They can care less about the game now. They just want to talk. Cheer OV. A standing ovation and a full house here at Capital One Arena. 8-0-1 comes here against the Winnipeg Jets on his 23rd of December, 2022. And so he scored once in this game, might as well score twice and break that record. And that came on the final goal of the night, an empty netter, a passing play with Evgeny Kuznetsov. But he said, no, Ovi, you got to have this goal. Goal 22 for the season for Ovi and number 802 overall. This moves him to number two on the list now, just behind the great one in Wayne Gretzky. Hear the call of the record-breaking moment now, once again, by the Capitals' radio network team. Let's see if he gets another chance. He's definitely going to go for it into the empty oh, net. We, we know that. Capitals win the draw. They try to feed Ovechkin. He's got it at the blue line. He looks and he passes to Kuznetsov. <laughs> if Getty says, oh, no, you don't. But they can't do the shot, and now the shot in from the outside. And Alex Ovechkin, 8-0-2. The bench empties. There are two top skaters in National Hockey League history at the top of the goal-scoring list. It's the great eight and the great one. And number 99 is on deck. Congratulations to Alex Ovechkin. Goal 8 
3-0-2. The fans wanted to see history here tonight, and they have gotten exactly that. The bench empties. Alex Ovechkin all alone. Second all-time in NHL history in goal scored. Gordy Howe is officially third and a Christmas present for the city of Washington here tonight at Capital One Arena. We're going to look back on these goals someday and thinking about Alex Ovechkin once he retires from the National Hockey League. And it's just going to be so cool to think about all the moments that we got to witness in seeing Ovi break these records. Now moving on, the Carolina Hurricanes and Chicago Blackhawks faced off on Tuesday night. And this was the Hurricanes' ninth consecutive win and extending their point streak to now 15 games in a row with a 3-0 win at PNC Arena. 49 shots on goal in this one, a lot of offensive power from Carolina. Jesper Fast had goal number two on the night for Carolina with a lot of traffic in front of the net, getting a bounce off Peter Morazic in the net for Chicago. Mike Maniscalco has the call from Raleigh. Face off. Chicago end is Brady Shea. Loads it up. His shot goes off of the glove of Morazic. Second attempt by Pesci up front. The score! Well, this line continues the good feelings of the holiday season as Jesper Faust punches in his fifth of the season, a five-game point streak now. And the last call in today's Coast to Coast, the Ottawa Senators and Boston Bruins facing off Tuesday night. A big win for the Senators in the shootout at home, 3-2. to two. Now, Cam Talbot had a great night in net, making 49 saves for Ottawa, with 26 of those coming in the third period alone. Boston really pushing in that period. But the Senators did have the lead heading into the third before Boston was able to put one of those shots in the back of the net, thanks to Pavel Zaka. That forced the overtime. But it was Alex Dabrinkit who netted the winner for Ottawa in the shootout, the only goal that happened in the shootout. Listen to the call of the winner from Dean Brown on TSN 1200. Well, I don't think it's our odds of FanDuel to start the game. There weren't many people who were betting on this game going to a shootout. But here we are, and Dabrinkit gets his first chance. Takes it up at center, takes it wide in the forehand, now cuts back to the backhand, slowly in, swimming way out, and Dabrinkit, backhander, scores! Alex Dabrinkit coming into tonight's action, 47% success rate with three game-deciding goals. He'll go down the bench, receive high fives. Now the Bruins have 57 points after getting one from this game, and they continue to lead the National Hockey League. Now they have a couple more games before getting ready for the Winter Classic. That's coming up on January 2nd. This year, taking place in Boston between the Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins at Fenway Park at 2 p.m. Eastern time on, like I said, January 2nd. One of my very favorite events that the NHL puts on every year. I had the opportunity to cover my first Winter Classic last year in Minnesota. And if you remember, the coldest outdoor game in the NHL's history. I remember sitting in the press box and it was so cold that I had to keep my jacket on while inside. But honestly, one of my very favorite events that I've ever covered in my career. And one of the parts of that that I remember specifically 
was the media skate where they let media members skate on the ice prior to the game. I think it was a night or two before the game. And I just remember skating around on target field. Yes, it was very cold still at the time, but not as cold as it was during the game. Just taking in all the sights and thinking about what an amazing opportunity it was. So maybe the Ducks will play in a winter classic someday. I would certainly love that. And I know that they have already taken part in an outdoor game at Dodger Stadium against the Kings back in 2014. But I think the Ducks need to get involved in another one of those outdoor games, hopefully maybe the Winter Classic, again in the next couple years. But anyway, with Vegas in town, Golden Knights insider Gary Lawless joined the show today to share his perspective on where the team is at right now in the season as they continue to stay atop the Pacific Division standings. Listen to the interview in this next segment. Joining Light the Lamp now is Vegas Golden Knights insider Gary Lawless. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm great, Alexis. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome back to California for your short two-game trip. Yeah, we were uh, in L.A. last night, and uh, uh, one of those weird trips after Christmas. Flew to L.A. yesterday morning, early before uh, morning skate. Had a skate at Staples Center, played the game, and then uh, bust over to Anaheim after uh, and uh, just uh, spent the morning at the rink and now getting ready for tonight's game. Now, Vegas is into their first games back from break, and previously the team had four games at home now going into the three days off. How have the guys rested and prepared themselves to get back out on the ice? Well, you know, they're, they're paid to do that. That's part, <laughs> of, part of the game. And, uh, you know, 82 games, you know, I don't think anybody is perfect over that stretch, but you know, I think Golden Knights were – Pretty good last night. Uh, one play away from from ha- from gaining at least a point in that game and maybe more. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, three days is enough to recharge, but not really to fall out of habit. So, uh, I thought I thought they were they were good last night. They, I I do think that Anaheim, the way they came back, had a practice yesterday and then played tonight, is. Uh, is the ideal situation, but but that wasn't available for the Golden Knights. Now, I know the Golden Knights have been a little depleted with injuries this season. Um, how has their depth shown through recently? Yeah, well, Michael Amadio has really stepped up, and we've learned a lot about him as a player. He's playing on the a top line with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. Daniil Miramanoff has finally been given a real chance in the NHL, and he's been excellent. He's uh, a young offensive defenseman. He can really skate and uh, has excellent offensive instincts. And then the last couple of nights, uh, Braden Pahal has been given a chance on the blue line, and he's really proven to be, uh, he's got a lot of bite to his game, sort of, uh, uh, I wouldn't quite call him a Kevin Bieksa, but he's a guy with some edge. And uh, there's the third line right now is three kids, LeCision, Ron Beard, and Dorofiev, and they were really good in L.A. They nothing to show for their efforts, but they had a lot of chances. So that's life in the NHL. You have to you have to have depth. You know, Vegas last year at its peak had nine players out due to mm-hmm. injury, and uh, they're at seven now. So they're uh, they're feeling that uh, they're feeling that test of their roster right now. What are some other things that have stood out to you as of late about this group? 
Well, Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone have been really good. Uh, Riley Smith is having another excellent season. And after that, you know, the lineup has been kind of been pretty decimated. The, the, the players that are out right now, Shea Theodore, an elite defenseman in the NHL, Jack Eichel, an elite center, Jonathan Marcheseau, who's, uh, the, you know, one of the, the best players in Golden Knights history. That tests the team for sure. Uh, but uh, they've found a way to win games and stay atop the, the Pacific Division and uh, their schedule. They're right now, I think they're tied with L.A. for having played the most games in the NHL. And their schedule is about to get uh, a little easier during January and February. And they're gonna, they've had to manage injuries and in schedule to stay on top. Now they have a chance to get a little bit of a breather and maybe uh, maybe take advantage of that rest to get healthy and mm. win some games when they're not uh, not playing on fumes. Now, in talking with the team this morning after last night's game in L.A., uh, what are some of the things that you're expecting to see in this matchup against the Ducks? Uh, you know, I think the, the Golden Knights will focus on their game and, and work, try to get to their game early. They're one of the best teams on the road, and they're one of the best teams in the NHL when they score first. So that'll be their focus to start. Uh, they've had good luck against John Gibson, which is kind of inexplicable because of uh, uh, what a great goal he is. But they've, they've, they've beat up on John Gibson over the years, so they'll try and get to him early as well. Now, you've been with Vegas since the very beginning. Uh, how have you seen the organization evolve over the last couple of years in your time with them? You know, it's just been uh, from day one, the organization has tried to do things the best way and they continue to do that. But, you know, we started out when I joined the team, we were working in a in a, a title, a land title office like uh, Bill Foley owns, uh, owns a, a, a large financial services company uh, and title insurance is a big part of it. We were working uh, at a place where uh, they did a lot of title insurance work. And uh, there was in our content office, it was just a, an office smaller than a regular hotel room. There were seven people working in that office. Uh, so, uh, and then plus equipment and computers and phones. And it was, uh, it was hectic at times. <laughs> uh, you know, now we have uh, Sydney National Arena, Dollar Loan Center, uh, Lifeguard Arena, uh, and uh, there's plans for, plans for more. Uh, the team bought and brought a uh, American Hockey League franchise to Las Vegas, the Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, we have an affiliation with an East Coast League team. We own an uh, indoor football team, um, a basketball, a G League basketball team. And most recently, Bill Foley bought uh, uh, a premiership football club over in uh, Bournemouth, England. So, uh, uh, it's gone from uh, the Golden Knights to uh, the Foley Entertainment Group, and it's uh, it's it seems to be expanding by the minute. <laughs> and I'm sure it's been a big part in the community in Vegas in growing the sport of hockey too. Have you seen much of that as well? Well, my daughter plays uh, for the Vegas Junior Golden Knights uh, 12 and under team, so I'm uh, uh, very uh, familiar with the growth of it. Darren Elliott. Mm -hmm. uh, Former NHL goaltender uh, has joined joined the team and has been in charge of, you know, updating our facilities, keeping our facilities running. But his big challenge is growing the game in Nevada 
and it's uh, it's one of the fastest growing places for hockey in the United States. Uh, the girls' program is exploding. Uh, there's a house league, little nights, learn to skate, learn to play, you name it. Uh, we don't have enough ice. That's the we need more ice in Vegas. That's which is something that you wouldn't uh, expect to have said six years ago, <laughs> but that's the case now for sure. Now, also going on right now is the World Juniors. So have you been keeping up with that? I know it just started, but have you been keeping up with that? And I know that Vegas has a couple prospects playing in that as well. Uh, yeah, I've had it on the hot- uh, on in the hotel a little bit in the background, but it, uh, the schedule was, you know, I kind of tried to unplug for Christmas and then yesterday mm-hmm. was uh, a real busy day. And then uh, today uh, we're back at it as well. So I couldn't give you too many details <laughs> other than, Canada lost its first game, and that seemed to have started a, a national crisis uh, <laughs> uh, back up north. And uh, um, it's always fascinating to watch uh, from afar. I am Canadian and uh, uh, have an interest in watching Canada in international play, but it's pretty wild to watch and see how 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 Canadians react to uh, to a setback. And you talk about that. One of the interesting things that I want to note before we close out this interview, you're also from the same hometown as our head coach, Dallas Aikens here. So what is your relationship like with him? Yeah, Dallas and I have been friends since, uh, uh, well, we knew one another when we were in grade school. And then in high school, we became uh, pretty good pals and uh, have stayed in touch over the years. And my wife, and his wife and our daughters have become friends. So uh, once or twice a year on the uh, on the calendar, there's uh, an Aikens Lawless uh, Summit <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's fun to watch our kids interact together. And uh, Dallas and I, uh, we text quite frequently. We don't talk very much about hockey during the season. Uh, we work for different organizations, but uh, I'm always interested in how... Uh, how his family's doing and, uh, and, uh, vice versa. He's, uh, um, kind of like an uncle to my daughter always wants mm-hmm. to know how she's doing in hockey. And, uh, uh, it's a fun, fun relationship and a good friendship. Any text today? Yeah. One text today, <laughs> uh, was, uh, uh, I said, are you busy? And he said, uh, just left. So that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I got to the rink a little later than, uh, than usual. And he uh, had uh, had finished up with his stuff. So, uh, no, game days, we don't, mm-hmm. uh, we generally, uh, if, if, we're, if we're in the same building, we'll, we'll say hi and mm-hmm. chat. But again, not about hockey. Mostly, <laughs> just about, uh, mostly just about our friends and our families. Gary Lawless, thank you for joining us here on Duck Stream. Enjoy the game tonight. Uh, thanks for having me, Alexis. You have a great day, okay? Thank you. And it's time for my final quack for this episode, where I share my last thoughts before the end of the show. The Ducks will also be at home on Friday when they host the Nashville Predators for an early 2 p.m. game. Make sure to come out to Honda Center for the action ahead of the new year. Thank you for listening to Light the Lamp. I am Alexis Downey. As always, come back again for more hockey talk right here on Duckstream. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duckstream.